Welcome to the NatchCast. I'm Mark. Still allergic. It's not at my best. But the show must go on. Because the business of the news of the foods is relentless. This week on the NatchCast. Synthetic biology. Ah, don't be afraid. And dietary supplements. Be afraid. I think we talk about some other stuff, too. This is episode 003. Begin! So first things first, I have a Colt 45 double malt update to share. My oh friend God. Greg, who uh, who I mentioned in, in the last episode. Oh, you outed him. Well, I wanted to talk about that, too. I think you misunderstood what I was saying, and I didn't realize till I was listening to the podcast later. He is not the one who was old enough to buy us booze. That person's name, I can tell you his nickname. Okay. Opie. Uh, he looked like a giant Ron Howard. He was, he was much taller. and Was he in the church of the Southside Billy D? Southside Church of Billy D? Oh, yeah. He was a core member. Okay. Uh, so here's what Greg says. This is from memory, so it may not be perfect, but Colt 45 45s were filled with normal Colt 45, and the bottle looked normal, but a bit more bulgy at the top. The double malts were much darker, like urine from a dehydrated person, and were in longer-necked wide-mouth bottles with two horseshoe insignias on the label. I think the best way for a grown-up to drink a 40-ounce is by pouring it into a juice glass and keeping the bottle closed and in the fridge as much as possible between refills. That's how I would suggest drinking one for someone like your co-host who has never had one before. What a sad and empty youth such a person must have had. Hey! Well, it was fine what? and very helpful until the last line. Just... <laughs> what oh, the hell? What does he know about my youth? That it was 40-free. Oh, maybe I was drinking gimlets. Well, that would be impressive. Yeah. No, I mean, Greg, Greg romanticizes 40s, so I'm not yeah. surprised that he would say that. That's fine. I'm not offended. <laughs> Look at this headline. This is Washington Post. Kraft mac and cheese just got duller. You can thank or blame the food babe. It's good. Yeah. Well done. Just got duller? What, because the, the color's not well, so bright? Because that's what really matters in, in food? They're swiping out some of the suspect ingredients that big companies get pressured to remove all the time. Artificial colors, flavors, preservatives. What is it in this case? It's not care? a very objective headline. I'm not. No, it's not, not at all. Impressed. I think it might be an editorial. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should hope so. Well, it's all, but it also brings up the food babe, who we were fascinated with we last. We were showering week. with love last. Yeah, week. we loved it. Um, so their point being, how dare you eliminate the day glow, neon, orange, yellow look of my childhood memories? Mm -hmm. Right. Which is the flip side of. All this wonderful food reform we're foisting upon the world. But that's kind of, I mean, what, that's a big deal. It's another big, iconic company and brand sort of feeling the heat yeah. and making a big move. What does that mean to like Annie's, who has sort of the better version of the product in market? Um, no, you get, what was that little shake? Well, eh, whatever. I don't know. I, I could give a shit what Kraft does with their food because I don't buy their food. So you are just turned off from the big company vibe, period. For the most part, I just... If it says craft, out. Uh, yeah, craft for me is shorthand for 
probably poor quality food. But this is the thing. What if they change it all up? What if it takes like 20 years, but before you know it, they're as clean as Annie's? Well, wonderful. You'll never buy it. Well, I don't know. Brands have a life cycle. They come and they go. Yeah, I feel like Kraft has been around for a while. I don't mm, expect them to mm, go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Easy. No, I think that they they sort of have a hey. Yeah, it's been a long heyday, and some of these brands have been around forever, but you get to a point where you're... That, that's what I'm wondering. If they were to sort of sweep the deck and really go all, bo- all full bore, all bore would be a new way to say that. All bore? All bore. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's the thing with craft while you cough. <coughs> I want an all-bore product line. Oh, there's so much phlegm in your throat. <laughs> Just clear that out. Nothing but bore. <laughs> All right, nothing but bore. Okay, but for me, no I guess... No goat, no cow, just bore. For craft to be uh, all of a sudden this wholesome brand would seem to betray their very uh, nature, which to me is, so a, they can't is a processed food, food brand. You know what? No, that's not true. I do buy craft products, uh, and you and I ate craft products together. Not this Super Bowl, but the previous Super Bowl, <laughs> I made a big uh, crockpot vat of cheese dip. Can't make that properly without Velveeta. Yeah. So there is a time and place for processed foods. That's what this, and that's just one click up from that is people like this going, don't take away my mac and cheese the way I remember yeah, it and love it. I, I can sympathize with that a bit. Because I feel like if you, I mean, is the price point that much lower on Kraft Mac and Cheese as opposed to Annie's? And will it go up if they're having to use better ingredients? Well, let me just check my notes here. I, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't write that down? No, I didn't marker. write that down. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't really have a problem with... Well, this is just a quickie news item. We're getting deep. Like, okay. we could go deep on big brands. Go ahead. Move on. It's okay. fine. Yeah, people. Yeah. Remember Great. Kind Bar last week? Quick aside... Yeah. They'd gotten a letter from the FDA saying you can't call yourself healthy. I think if you have over a gram of saturated it was sugar fat, and fats, I think stuff like that. And certain there was it was actually I read it again. It's very technical. Um, their malfeasances. Woo! It's a word. Um, but the interesting follow-up here is that the class action lawyers are all over it. Lawsuits being filed everywhere. People have been aggrieved by thinking they were eating a health product. That, that wasn't. Mm-hmm. So this is another common, um, well, it's not, yeah, it is becoming common. And it's um, of great concern to people inside the industry that, especially if you call yourself all natural, mm-hmm. how do you prove it? Uh, if you've got soy lecithin in there, how can, you know, people kind of end run you and go, you can't be natural. Um, and so there's all these class action lawyers creating all these lawsuits, sometimes attacking whole foods and organic brands to say, there's an easy payday here. I mean, the damn it, has anybody been hurt by eating too eating a kind bars? bar, thinking it was going to keep them from having a heart attack? Well, I mean, again, the thing, they taste like candy bars, kind of. Not that sweet, but you're fooling yourself if you think. Shorthand. Yeah, that you're not ingesting. Cultural ease, That's what, is that what you called it? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Convenience? I don't know. And I totally forgot I had this whole other point. It just <laughs> escaped my mind. Those things happen to you. What? But I mean, the deal is, here's the deal. 
Let me give you the bottom. Yeah, line. I'm, that's I'm teeing it up. For Let you me to lay it on the, the line for you here, kind bar. Uh, oh, oh yeah, it was my. I was always my understanding that term the term all natural or you know, natural flavors, a bit, right? But yeah, was inherently meaningless anyway and had no real legal yeah. binding or or. Uh, it's very loosely defined, right? So, so it it's seems hard like to enforce. A stupid thing to go after a brand for anyway. And it's been co-opted by companies like Kraft and others. Some mm-hmm. would argue that when you got Cheetos on the shelf saying all natural, yeah. something's off. Next. Let me go to a story here. Oh, Chuck Abbott, Charles Abbott. Pro. Oh, yeah. Pro beyond pro. So Vermont. Wait, got- would you go so far as to call him a pro be it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> First it was probiot. 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 Excuse me. Um, yes, so Vermont, first state in the nation to pass GMO labeling mandatorily. Really? Yeah. Mandatorily. I think it required sort of some neighboring states to come on board. Oh boy, now I'm going to get my. T- Should have done the research! I'm just saying the Attorney General backed it, now it's law. Well, there's been movement. They've sort of begun to define what it's going to look like. The law it says takes here, the attorney general's office has formally adopted the regulation implementing Act 120. What's the date on that? April 20th. OK, that's recent. 420, bro. Oh, good day to do it. Yes. So they well, they've still got, I think, uh, f- a year and a half, 14 months to sort of demand it in market on shelf, etc. But you can see what it's going to look like. Uh, let's see. What do things have to be called? Requires label. This is reading from um, Mr. Abbott's reporting, which I get via. What do I get this via? I think it's Fern. Yeah, Food and Environment Reporting Network. Wonderful. It's like acronym. a daily. It's like a daily. Uh, not daily. Maybe it is daily. Ag Insider by Chuck Abbott. He's a veteran newspaperman. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Um, now doing this. So uh, we are. The rules require labels on packages saying if the food was, quote, produced with genetic engineering, partially produced with genetic engineering. Wow, could something be totally produced with genetic engineering? Why not? Just a big bag of BT corn seeds, corn yeah. shells, corn cobs. Well, yeah, what if you cobs? bought... What are they called? Kernels? Kernels? Oh, yeah, if you bought a bag of GMO popcorn, then it would be entirely... I don't, I don't think GMO popcorn exists. Why Maybe it does. It? I thought... Corn was well, genetically was, modified to hell. Oh it, oh, it is. It is. But I'm not. There's something but about it's not popcorn. popping corn. Yeah. And there's something about like that's a smaller market or I don't. Yeah. Produced with partially produced or maybe produced with genetic engineering. Well, that's. Well, that was helpful. the big kerfuffle, right? Is like if it just said may. Because isn't may. I, I, I'm uh, running from memory here of reading this article a few days ago. But that was one of the worries <coughs> is that, that it would be that portion of, of the law that was enforced that they just have to put a label saying may contain oh which is essentially useless mm-hmm. still possibly a deterrent for some buyers well but I've, I've seen that on shelves already at like natural food retailers and it's just not helpful mm-hmm. may contain great yeah that does me that doesn't do me any good what if gmos give us all super mutant powers though wouldn't that be kind of cool look i think the tides are turning on this I think we were hot and bothered by GMOs for a long time, and the, the labeling movement sort of became the way to express that. And they were really smart, really smart about finally sort of distancing themselves, saying from th- that uh, 
The science is such that we know these are harmful to us when we, we don't. They may be, you know, could be. There's extra molecules in there. Mm. Who knows? But it was a sort of a justice thing. It was a transparency, consumer rights. Tell me if it's in there so I can decide for myself. Just like we do in Europe and 97,000 other countries around the world. There aren't that many countries, I know that. Not quite. Uh, I do feel like uh, this GMO labeling is kind of a boon to a lot of natural food producers, though. Huge boon. Because the one, I mean, getting a product purely organic is very difficult, right? Yes, correct. It's an incredibly complicated process. Well, but also very simple. If you're not, if you can't, you know, if you can't mark your product organic, but you can mark it GMO, that's that's a plus, right? Because people are like, well, it's not organic, but it is non-GMO. You are getting... So that's kind of cool. Look at you. You're like an insider. I am. No, it's because I have these conversations in my head when I'm at the store. Oh. Like, well, this flaxseed milk isn't organic, but it is non-GMO. So that's that's good enough for now. Look at you. This is a big deal. Um, yes, the economics are such that you can... I mean, to go like organic as a farmer and a producer, it's like a three-year process. Mm-hmm. You eliminate all sorts of tools that conventional farming uses to keep their crops alive. Um, you know, you don't you don't suffer huge blights in theory. Um, but you can just swap out some seeds. Here's these old Monsanto seeds. Eh, I'm going to swap over to these and I can charge more at the end of the season yeah. when I harvest this stuff. I can use my same agricultural practices, spray the same stuff on them. It's not certified organic. But I can pay. I can, I can up, upsell at the end of the year. So there's created this wedge in the market where some people inside the organic camp are kind of worried, like, "Oh no, GMOs stealing all our thunder." It's cheaper. You can get like you know, certified organic product X is five bucks. The conventional crap is three bucks, and right there in the middle, you slot non-GMO at four. Conventional um, crap, slanderous. Well, I'm sorry. It's probably everything serves a purpose, I guess. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, that's happening. And it's sort of like organic by default. You're not supposed to really have any GMOs in there. Yeah. But I don't think there's a positive identification. There's not a test. Like at the end of the day, you positively identify that there's nothing left in there. So you could get some wind drift and stuff like that. But, um, Created a whole new uh, consumer ideology, consciousness. Look at you at the shelf, thinking about it. Going, oh, this is better than that, and I don't want to pay up for it here. Or sometimes they just don't have, I don't know why I wanted flax milk so badly, but they didn't have organic yeah, why, why did you want flax milk so badly? I don't know. Why are you enjoying it so much in that glass? Is it in there? Yeah. Okay. That might actually be organic. In my chalk avo dream. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is the first domino, right? Vermont does it. Well, well, I don't know. I. Uh, but Vermont is like... Boulder as a state, right? I mean, Vermont is like live free or die, right? Yeah, Independent like till commune or something, right? Vermont's great. Is basically what I'm we're not saying. Saying it in a derogatory. Fashion. If we weren't living here, we'd be living in Vermont. Yeah, just bathing in maple syrup. No, you could do that. I don't really want to do that, but if it's grade A organic, good, good, yeah, good, good ecosystem development for all your probiotics. Oh heck, microbiotes. Yeah. Um, that happened. Kind bar, the, the repercussions of getting a warning letter from FDA are now you become chum in the water for the class action yeah. scene. Well, get, these natural food companies, they can't be so fast and loose with their labeling. Well, I think that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. And one article pointed that out. Like, maybe you don't want to pay for a lawyer now, but 
maybe better to do it now than having to pay for a lawyer to do way more shit down the road. Let's not talk about lawyers. All right. It's getting too real for you. Yeah, too real. And then the big one, Kraft. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Artificial colors going away. Uh, like another iconic brand pivots and succumbs to the food, babe. Whatever. Yeah. And perhaps alienates their... I think... I do believe this. It does sort of come across in these stories. A lot of the times, I think General Mills took BHT out of the lining on their cereal bags. This is another food babe win. Mm -hmm. But these companies, they know what's going on in food, and they've been looking for years at, well, this is going to be a problem for us one day. This one probably too. We shouldn't have that in there. So yeah, maybe she might have put like the final nail in the coffin or tipped it a little bit, but they were on their way. I buy that when they say that. When they say they were on their way to doing it anyway? They were looking. Seems more at likely it. that they were like, looking into it, and I'm sure they, they were saying, like, it. "Oh, this is going to be a problem someday. We'll just wait till it is." And I then think deal that, with it. yeah. Well, I yeah. think that could be true too. Yeah, so I'm sure it's irritating that it comes in the form of food babe Twitter campaigns. I don't think it's just that. No, but I mean, whatever. Whatever. I mean, good if you're, for if her. You're buying a bunch of craft food all the time. I don't know. I guess. I guess there's some nobility to it, right? You're trying to. Save more uninformed buyers from feeding themselves and their kids crap that they aren't aware of. What are we talking about right now? Craft. Yeah? Craft wants to do that? Okay. Uh, Maybe I'm losing my thread here. I'm saying, like... It could be your hair. There's a difference, right? Like, if you're you're buying Annie's mac and cheese for your kids, you're not going to switch to craft because now they don't have artificial Ah. colors and things in them. You're loyal. Well, no, it's not that. It's like you're probably still going to say, like, yeah, but it's it's still kind of gross. It's still in, not organic. It's still 10% probably cheaper. has GMOs in it. Oh. I don't want it. There's something else in there. Right. Gotcha. So essentially, maybe Food Babe is saving buyers who just don't pay attention to this shit at all from ingesting this stuff unwittingly. That's a good point. Which is sort of nice. Yeah. But maybe those people will be like, why is, why is this mac and cheese not look all bright orange anymore? Yuck. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the generic brand because it's still bright. I'm gonna blow my nose. Speaking of cheese, uh, Slate.com. Wait, but that but originally appearing on Wired, I think, wasn't it? What meat biohacked vegan cheese? I think that story. Didn't I read that on Wired a while ago? I don't know. I'm looking here on Slate.com. Yeah, well, you better. Oh boy, go ahead. Really banger headline here. Utter confusion. That's two D's. Cow teats. Meet biohacked vegan cheese, the creamy, dreamy oxymoron coming to a table near you by Marcus Wilson. Might be a pro. I don't know. Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. So the idea here is that there's a sort of like this DIY lab. Reprinted from Wired. This article originally appeared in Wired. All right. See oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, see that right there? Kind of bold. Well, it's probably the same author, so who gives it. Oh yeah, same author. I'm just telling. I'm just. So they're content partners. They're just, buddies. Look, we're writers at heart. We attribute. That's true. Which I did attribute. Just half-assed. Okay, not really. Anyway, re re. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Tell so, me why you like this article. Uh, just because it's kind of weird sci-fi shit. I think mostly. Yeah. So you got these biohackers working in a lab. Yeah, well, that was weird, right? It's just kind of like they're in, it's just they're out on their own. Nobody's, this article, they're in like a where, in a strip mall. Yeah, and the article compares them a lot to like home brewers. Yeah, tinkerers. Yeah, there's some 
using yeast to Science make stuff to it, and then there's like, um, yeah. So they're creating. They're using technology. Ah, <laughs> they were buying little tiny. Uh, okay, let's just quote from the snips article. of DNA right? online. Yeah, using mail order DNA, they're oh. tricking yeast cells into producing a substance that's molecularly identical to milk. If successful, they'll turn this milk into cheese. Real cheese, but vegan cheese. Real vegan cheese. Right, cow's milk without the cow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very odd. <laughs> well, I guess it gets, the question is like, why, if, if you're a vegan because you don't like cows being mistreated, then this probably works for you. But if you don't want to eat animal products, this, how is this not an animal product, even though it doesn't come from an animal? It's just little strips of fly paper. Yeah, it's really weird. And I remember here, you know, you've heard stories in the past about, uh, I'm assuming you've heard stories in the past about... Don't know, assume a thing. In the future... Uh, is it a story about a 40? No, that they'll be able to just grow meat. Oh, yeah. You know, in in a lab without any animal. No yeah. head, no lungs, no face, no heart, no organs. Uh, yeah. Just growing a big leg of lamb. Yeah. You know, yeah. with a some sort of biological 3D printer. How do you feel? Uh, how do I feel about that? Yeah. Uh, boy, uh, maybe ambivalent. I don't know. It's a big deal. It's sort of creepy. So synthetic biology is one yeah. term people should know. It's kind of the next GMO, to be honest. And it's also more... Both of these things, GMO, it's sort of like... Uh, you, you can't put your finger on it. Like, what is the... Okay, you put this insecticide and baked it into corn... And now I got to worry about whether or not I'm still eating that at the end of the day. And you tell me I'm, I'm not. But that's just like one aspect of GMO. Now they're combining types of sea life to create super growing salmon. Aqua Advantage salmon. My word. Oh, yeah. It grows like, and they take the, uh, the pooter. No, that's not right. <laughs> oh, my. They take something from a poot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Poot? An eel? I don't know what I'm talking about. They combine some species stuff to create this mega salmon. What is a poot? Is it a salmon? I don't know. A pout? I feel like there's some sort of sea life named a poot. <laughs> but it doesn't sound right now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, they're doing that. They, you can bake in vitamins into rice and create like fortified cure blindness, cure blindness products for developing countries. So it's, it's complicated and synth synthetic biology is even crazier. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about like anybody with sort of a tinkering mind. You have a tinkering mind. Mm -hmm. You like to cobble together hardware and make podcasts. Yeah, I don't think I'd necessarily equate that to You could be making biology. cheese. You could be making vegan cheese before you know it. I really don't have an interest in making vegan cheese. Make You make your own kombucha. I can do that without synthetic biology. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. Eventually, if you want to eat meat, I assume that in the future you're going to have to resign yourself to eating little pieces of animal that were grown in a lab. Well, there's a big... Maybe. Which, in a way, is creepier than... The thought of something being slaughtered. Well, my mind doesn't... I'm glad your mind went to the sort of animal welfare aspect. Like, oh, this is better. It never had a head. It mm -hmm. never felt pain. Yeah. It never looked up at you with sad <laughs> oh, eyes. Oh, cows. 
Um, but so my mind doesn't go there, which it should, because I think that's becoming a bigger and bigger deal to folks. Um, but I, they're able to do things with synthetic biology, like with vanilla and saffron. Was that in this article? It was. It was Evolva. Yeah. There's a company called Evolva. Called they're, Evolva? Evolva. Oh. Not Evolva. Well, they're pretty close together. <laughs> I want to rebrand. So they can do a much... These are very expensive. Saffron, how expensive is that? Woo! Expensive. You can't cook with it. You wish you could. You'd get your hands on it. I've had my hands on it. That's right. <laughs> I cook with saffron sometimes. Oh, what haven't you had your hands on? You don't want to know. Uh-huh. Um... So that's great. But I don't know. This is this is the future. It seems but, like, but but it is the future because the in a hundred years when we're all living in these giant. This is Soylent. You fed me Soylent this morning. Soylent, it's, Soylent Green is people. Are you talking about the Charlton Heston movie? You, oh my God! Here we go. It's the clash of cultures <laughs> that this podcast brings out every week. Forties, no forties. Yes, you were exactly right. Soylent Green. But there's a company. That use the name Soylent. Another unfortunate name choice. Uh, well, but they're doing okay. Because they're Silicon Valley based. A programmer created this one drink, all you need nutrition source. All you got to do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Well, but they've that got this very fun. like uh, coder aesthetic. It's very clean. And um, they seem to, it's, it's the biohacking culture, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I've heard, you know. They had a bunch of back orders. They got too big too quick. And a lot of people love to hate on them and say it tastes like crap. But it's indicative of a whole sort of parallel universe developing in food where science is future food, future food. You can call it future food. You're biohacking it, synthetic biology, Soylent. I'm thinking of uh, Kite Hill. Well, they're not really. So this is vegan cheese, right? There's nut milk based cheese. Kite Hill is, people love this stuff. They haven't been able to eat, eat cheese for decades. Yeah, nut-based cheese is pretty, ugh. Well, have you had this kind? Because there's a generation of people, I can't remember who's doing Kite Hill, and there's Josh Tetrick at Hampton Creek, and although he's not in the lab making it, I presume, but making mayonnaise without eggs, so you save all the chickens. Mm-hmm. The chickens weren't looking up at you with their sad eyes. Eggs are unborn. Fertilized chickens usually, yeah, but they require. <laughs> I think every egg has a mother. So you're resigned to the lab-grown food. I'm not really excited about it. I think it's kind of a bleak, sad existence that glimmers on the horizon. But what if they made it exciting for you? What if they made it a mission? Hampton, Hampton Creek wants to make it a mission. To what? To live in hundred square foot cubicles? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No, that they're saving chickens. Oh. The unsustainable solution will die. And we can make mayonnaise cheaper and more sustainably. Okay, but that's a fucking condiment. And it's also not really lab. It's just plants. Yeah. Pea protein and, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I've, had, pea, that, I've yeah. had that mayonnaise and it's nice, but it's mayonnaise. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of mayonnaise. It's not really a big nutrition source. You know, I'm thinking like powdered foods. You'll wake up, you'll have some sort of, actually well, something a, similar to what we're drinking now, some sort of powdered thing made from Josh. whatever can be grown with the most limited resources. And then, you know, maybe you go out to a nice dinner and you have a piece of lab-grown steak. 
And at that point, it has nothing to do with ethics. What is a nutrition bar? Except for some sort of highly engineered conglomeration of nutrients. I like nutrition bars. I see. I eat those things. But why? Because it's all packed in there. It gives me one big hit of what I want and it's good for me. And it's easy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a few clicks up from that. Yeah. Forget all the cooking stuff and blending it. I'll just open this, drink this shake three times a day. You're done. I'd love to get your, your thoughts on the food porn index. Bolt House Farms. This is a good one. We'll do this next week. Makers of carrot juice that we buy. Carrot juice. Mm-hmm. And a very interesting story. So we will do this next week. Okay. This guy, this guy's dad, I think like ran Coke USA and like died drinking a Diet Coke or something like that. And he was a senior level executive at Coke and like real. And then they are sending him overseas and he was like, trying to convince new populations and cultures that they needed Coke. And he's like, fuck this. And so he got religion, he left, and he fu- and started Bolt House. He got religion? Well, he saw the light. So that's kind of interesting. The evil of his So work. he was like a Coke missionary. <laughs> yes. Who then <laughs> yes. became Christian. But he has this very... And decided to leave people alone. That sort of flips the script. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he flipped the script. And... It became very successful. Bolt House sort of introduced, like, I mean, carrot juice was us. And um, then they became very into using marketing as a tool to turn the conversation around healthy food, like vegetables. They're mm-hmm. trying to market fruits and vegetables. They got, they got big. They got bought by Campbell's. So Bolt House is now part of Campbell's. But they've done all these crazy things. Like, I don't know if... And this is where Bogusky and Crispin Porter comes into it. With the baby carrots campaign. Did you ever see that one? Treat them, eat them like junk food? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. So that was the first step. But another one they did was they just launched... Some, well, about a year ago. And I don't think it was as big a hit. But a food porn index. And so every time... They, they, they have this algorithm. I'm not sure if it's real or not. Where you measure... Like the number of food porn... Food porn hashtags around a hamburger. Versus some sweet-ass sautéed kale, whatever, and they're trying to rebalance the scales. Oh, right. They want to make healthy food sexier. Yeah. That's a nice idea. So we'll talk about that. Sounds like we already are talking about it now. I just have a problem with food porn in general. I feel like it's really distasteful. Well, they're trying to take that term out of culture. Well, I mean, just, it's kind of obnoxious. In general, period. Well, just uh, it just proves how insular our lives are. That the majority of the world's population is undernourished. You are a bleak dude today. Well, I mean, for real. Like, we know, we may not think about it that often, but we know that there are people who are starving. There are people in war zones eating stray cats. But we think it's important to take a picture of this truffle burger we're about to eat. Yeah. I hate that phone. You're not a big market me into healthier solutions guy just period i think maybe not but i mean i'm maybe i'm fortunate that i just grew up in a house where my parents were pretty aware of feeding i mean my mom made an effort to feed us healthy meals Hmm. you know so you didn't you didn't care about the commercials you knew where you stood I guess. I don't know. And then I went through like kind of a vegetarian phase. Whoa. Uh, it was, 
around the same time I was drinking two to three forties. Humans are complex animals. A night. No. Ugh. One to two forties. But, uh, but it was like the worst kind of vegetarian. The like, uh, my, my, my vegetarian hack back then was, uh, I would buy ramen Fritos. noodles. Oh. But you know, they didn't have a vegetarian ramen noodle. So then I'd buy little vegetable bullion cubes. And they didn't that. have it back then? They were almost all uh, beef, chicken, pork. Huh. Maybe there was a vegetable one, but I feel like it still had animal. There was some reason that we would we would buy the Knorr brand, I think, vegetable bullion cubes and use those instead of the flavor packets that came with the ramen. Uh. So I'd eat a bunch of that and just ass loads of cheese. What the hell? Well, I don't know. I don't you thought know. you were doing right? I think so. You just wanted the ramen. No, I wanted to be vegetarian. I think I was definitely... Huh. I, I thought it was kind of gross that animals were mistreated and I was eating them. Hmm. So at some point that just what? clearly wore. Oh, you know what, what, happened? what happened? It was I know what happened. I think I'd been at it for like a year or something, and I came home to my mom's house, and it, it must have been like a couple days after St. Patrick's Day, and I opened the fridge and there was a big bowl of corned beef, <laughs> and I always loved corned beef. You know, you could just pull it off like string cheese, and I stared at it for three or four minutes, and then it was. Like a switch was flipped, and I just whipped, just ripped it out of the fridge. And Lord just, of the flies! Yeah, I was. I didn't even heat it up. I was with my hands, no utensils, just eating corned beef out of this bowl. That's an image. Yeah. Because not everybody out there has the pleasure of looking at you right now. <laughs> I could take a picture. Yeah, with your beard and your top knot. Well, I just don't want my hair in my face while I'm concentrating. Uh-huh. Yeah, get in the way you're podcasting. Yeah. Hey, I take this pretty seriously. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Anyway, marketing. I kind of feel like good. Good for you. Good. Off. Try. I mean, it's better no, to. Not good for me. Well, if an arrogant prick. Who you? Big time. You're an arrogant prick. Of course. Because you're taking your food porn pictures. I don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that. I'm an arrogant prick because I think I'm above it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Those idiots taking pictures of their food on Instagram. Not Facebooking good. burgers. I just feel like Pinterest. Better uses of time. I, I think you're right. I think I think you're right. No, actually, I think it's fine. Like, I, I get it, and some of the pictures are very pretty, and there is artistry to preparing good food. I believe that too, but I I don't know. Just as a cultural meme, it's just disappointing because it seems like maybe we should be using social media to try and take pictures affect, of cats. Or just somehow bring people closer together in a real way. Well, yeah. this comes from at Lady Faye. At Lady Faye, D Faye, via the tweet, boing boing. Never really knew what boing boing was or understood why I should go there. Take lots of dietary supplements. You may have increased cancer risk, says new meta study. Uh, how do I say this name? Tim Byers. Is it Tim Byers? <laughs> no, that's the doctor. So no, that's the doctor. The author is Zenny Jardine. Zenny, that's right. It's not Zenai? Zena. Zenny. Oh, she's Zena. quite famous, right? She's, um, I've, I know her somehow. You're thinking of Xena, Warrior Princess. No, I'm not. Actually, okay. I'm not. Oh, I gotta blow my nose. Boy. You're welcome. So, You're so welcome, yeah, everybody. This article, uh, we gotta wrap this up. Well, this is, the article is, is yet and another. High doses of certain vitamin supplements were linked with increased odds that a person would develop certain kinds of cancer. Well, no, no, that's good. Yes. So it correct. runs down the list, like. That's what I want to get to that vitamin specific e, list. prostate cancer. Right. All that kind of stuff. Well, is that right? I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you are right with that one. Um, Folic acid taken in excess could lead to increased risk for colon cancer. Right. 
Selenium Beta skin. carotene lung cancer. Right. It's a long-standing debate, and I think they're actually getting closer to sort of these mega doses of vitamins. Probably not good. Probably not good for you. No. And it's so easy, right, to think, oh, well, I'm feeling bad. Let me take a, th- a gram of vitamin C today. Well, that was good. I'm going to take two grams now. How about three? And then before you know it, you are popping mega multivitamins every day. Yeah. And your body uh, does not like that in the long term. And the same problems that um, uh, the supplement industry faces proving that things work, you know, like if you take a little bit of this thing and you're taking your probiotics, mm-hmm. you, get, you just got to have faith, right? Every day, yeah. I'll take a little and then over six months, six years, I think it might have helped me a little. Yeah. I got sick one less time or I'm going to live an extra two years maybe because my probiotics fire it up well i think for me too the worst case scenario was always that too oh, much, most of it's just ending up in the toilet but now it seems like a no bioavailability issue why well, i heard that with uh, especially with calcium supplements that there, there was a study that found that that ha- it, said, your body doesn't even process it and it just ends up the most the most expensive the urine toilet. you'll ever have there you go uh, insider joke but now it seems like right so now it's collecting in weird places in your body and giving you cancer that's right the collection of yes which uh and and lady Faye. it just uh, makes it so hard to understand what to do with supplements right oh i know what to do with them what do you do with them throw them in the trash what what i was up there looking at your cupboard you got them all over the place i don't take many of them you just like to look at them no we don't have that many we have fish oil glucosamine i think uh vitamin e or vitamin D. Vitamin D. I don't know. A doctor client of uh, my wife's said that people don't get enough vitamin D. So Most people, according to various blood tests, yes, are, are deficient in D. Yeah. And you got to go outside and get some sun to get it. Yeah. And Over a lot of your more body. people hiding and away in front of their computers. Well, you're slathered in sunscreen because you're worried about getting skin cancer. Yeah. There's, there's no easy answers. No. But my hypothesis with this dietary supplement thing is that it's, it's our bodies telling us, get this shit from food. Wow. Eat foods that have these things in them. But yet, just last podcast, we're how I'm telling you, like, get your probiotics from yogurt. Why did you have me saying probiotics now? That is not a word. Because I'm a magician. <sighs> there is something about that word. I kind of like it. I guess, yeah. Where do I draw the line? You're draw, you got them and you're like, I'll eat those. They're just as good. Well, it just seems like it's, dry, I, it's dried what? out yogurt I'm packed into shit. a little pellet. We're just, we're not consistent. They're, nobody they're, is. That's nobody the is. We're just all over the map. We don't no, know what we're, we're doing. I tend to be lippy and I apologize for that. Yeah, but, don't, uh, don't apologize. I don't mind apologizing to our potential sponsors. Oh, <laughs> supplement this episode is sponsored by. <laughs> so you've just described some of the home runs of supplements. Multivitamin, which you did not describe, but that's all right. Fish oil. People love that. Yeah. Uh, vitamin D, kind of the newcomer. And a lot of these, I think, are, are such uh, such popular draws because they, uh, well, they kind of like affect lots of the systems of your body. It's kind of a general health thing. Um, take fish oil because you want you want to improve your heart health, but it also might be your mood, or people are telling saying your kids need it. We're not getting enough fish in our diets, et cetera, et cetera. Them omega threes. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was a good a contribution to the conversation. Yeah. Them omega threes, but I guess the thing with fish oil too is I always kind of pictured fish, 
just a big fish in a vice, and they're squeezing oil out of it, filtering it, and dropping it into a capsule. Doesn't you're I, thinking I could, of, a, of a gorgeous wild caught salmon? Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the ugly salmons that they couldn't quite fish sell farm at market. stewing in its own feces. That sounds pretty good too. <laughs> Who doesn't love a feces poached fish farmed fish stew? Whoa, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't. Why are you trying to micromanage your health with these weird little pills? Just well, eat better food. It's another. It's another wing of this biohacking thing, right? We can optimize. We can optimize. So then they'll just infuse our foods with this stuff, and then that can give us cancer. That's happening. Functional food industry. On a long enough timeline, we all get cancer anyway, right? So. Yes. I think right now the stats are one in two. One out of every two of us will yeah, have cancer. Adult, uh, so one of us is going to get cancer at oh, some point. Yeah, we'll probably both get it. I know I'm not getting prostate cancer. Why? Why do you know that? Because I flush my system. Like God. That's going to be the great irony. It better not be. Yeah, it better not be. Thanks for listening to a rather melancholic episode of NatchCast. I don't know what our problem is. Shit's going to be fine, right? Science will save us from our over-supplemented selves, and we'll all subsist on slimy, powdery drinks, like the one that uh, Mark and I were drinking. It was made of avocados, bananas, power greens, and some uh, powdered protein. So, sweet avo-choco dreams.